Hello and welcome to our first podcast, Mind the Time. My name is Fenton Harvey and I am joined by my good friends, Brendy Mahan. Hello everybody, how are you doing? How are you doing, Brendy? I'm very well, thank you very much sir, good to be here. Lovely stuff and I'm of course joined by Mr Sean Kenny. How are you doing, Sean? Oh, hello, I am great. Cracker beef Fenton. Happy days, yeah. Things are good. Things are good. Happy days. Um, so basically this is just a wee rundown about our podcast. Just maybe get to know us a wee bit. Um, talk about what the podcast is going to be about. So it's called Mind the Time, which relates to a specific Pacific, mm-hmm. Pacific Ocean. Uh, <laughs> so a specific year that each guest, we're going to have a different guest each week, and they're going to talk about the year that's allocated to them or the year of their choosing. Um, from next week on, we're going to have a guest. Uh, we're going to have 52 episodes in the year. So we're going from 1970 right through to 2022, which will be loads of fun. We'll have great crack with it. Also, we're saying at this point, it's not going to be chronologically done. As nice as that would be, it's just not going to work. Too much work. Uh, exactly. And we, pff, who wants that? Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. We don't, we don't want any more work on top of what we already have. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just we're going to talk about everything about the year. We're going to talk about sport, politics. We're also going to get into the guest's life and where they were in that particular year and what they were doing and how mm-hmm. they were feeling. And So, yeah, we're just going to have a bit of crack with it. But today is just about us, mm-hmm. the lads, the yeah. three lads. Uh, and menage we're just, a the men, Menage a trois. Very good, Sean. Is that uh, Italian? No, it's French. I knew that. <laughs> I thought it was Irish. <laughs> So we're going to talk about ourselves, and basically we met, we mind the time when we met. Do you mind that? Uh, do you mind exactly. the time? Jeepers. So even on that first, do you mind the time, we actually had to do a wee bit of looking into that earlier about where that came from. Do you mind instead of do you remember? So if there's anybody listening internationally or outside of the north of Ireland or Scotland. Outside of Derry really. I don't think anybody listens to that. Do you mind? I don't think it's said in Bunkrana. Uh, I'd, probably do. I'd say it got in the scale. If anybody's from Bunkrana and you say mind, let us know. Messages. Just, yeah. just send a, a wee wee message to the, the Facebook group if you mind saying, do you mind the time? Well, we actually did We did a wee mock version of what we're doing right now about 10 minutes ago, just to check the sounds. And Fenton introduced it as the Do You Mind the Time podcast, which I took a shee because... Because that's not what it's called. We didn't agree upon that. It was mind the time. It was like three words. They were perfect. And Fenton was like, so welcome to the Do You Mind the Time podcast. It just doesn't sound right. So I had to uh, interject and make sure before we get started, it's called Mind the Time. The last time we tried to do it as well, I was like, and welcome to... And just couldn't remember what it was at all. So yeah, we did do well. You couldn't couldn't mind the name. Couldn't couldn't mind. And it wasn't the first name we had. No, the first name we had was like... The year that's on it? For the year that's on it, which is just too long. Too many words. Mm. Again, more work. Uh, We're trying to cut back (laughs) on the word, the the work, you know. Maybe Uh, we should just call it time. Just uh, (laughs) MTT. 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 You have to be able to, like, fit the words into your hand. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be using another hand. (laughs) Yeah. Again, too much work. I'll say it. So why uh, we met, uh, we both worked, the three of us worked together, the three of us started the, in the same day. The same we did actually, yeah, that's, that's right. The same day, it was with, can we, can we name the shop? Ah, we don't work anymore. Done stores. Done stores, better value. Data breach, data breach. Get up there for all your better value needs. So what year was it we joined? Was it 2013? 2013, I think. City of Culture. City of Culture year. In Derry. Indeed, it was. Also the year I passed my driving test. Yes. Not right. that anybody cares, but sure. No, we, we do care. 
10 years driving now. So yes, <laughs> 10 years driving. Hey, congratulations to me. Nice. How many penalty well points have you got? Zero. Years? Zero. Nice. Yeah, and we're keeping it that way too. It's good going. That's good going. Touch wood. Sorry, that was too loud. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I we actually met. Do you remember the very first day we had a like partner up? And you were all we were on induction. Do you remember in that room? And we were all given. You had to sit. You had to sit beside somebody, and you had to like talk to your partner between these about an embarrassing story that happened to you. And then you had to tell it to the group. Do you remember what your embarrassing story was? Uh, my embarrassing story was getting into a car and thinking it was my brother-in-law coming to lift me, and turns out it was an old lady who drove the same car, and I was like <laughs> pushing her messages out of the way. And get man gold. Fuck you, put them in front seat for Hurry up, they fam. And it was outside the three mile house in Drumahoe, too. And she was lifting her son who'd been drinking in there all day. So I quickly had to get away. Were you in there drinking all day, too? No, I was just finished work. Yeah. Um, so what was yours, Brendan? I think I actually sort of half made mine up. But I think it was it was sort of true, but I had a, you know when you're sort of caught in the, like, it was like, right, you've got five minutes to like, talk about the bars and stories of a stranger. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. So I think I talked about a time when I was in uni. And it was true, but I think I just made it sound a bit madder than it was. So I went in and I was in uni. And it's, I didn't really do that well in uni. I was over in Manchester. There was more partying than going to class. So there was this class, I think it was like October, might even have been November. Now, bearing in mind, the year starts in September. But I think it was my first time going to that actual class. So I went in and sat down and I got my books out and all. And I wanted to like make the effort to try and, because I hadn't been there, I wanted to really make an effort here and kind of take part in the class. And also the teacher, it was about some, some book or whatever we were reading. And the teacher was like, right, so does anybody, did it? he started asking questions, he was like, does anybody know such and such? So I was like, I'm going to answer, see, and I put my hand up and was like, is it this? And he was like, well, no, that's a good point, but not really what we're looking for. So this went on and on, I kept trying to answer questions. About half an hour on it, I kind of turned around and realised, I was all, I'm not supposed to be in this class. <laughs> this is completely, I come a different course all the year. So I just kind of stood up, I was trying to get the teacher's attention. I was like, do you even call a teacher in uni? A lecturer? A lecturer. Trying to get the lecturer's attention, they'd be all like, Hey, I'm in the wrong class here, so I'm just going to go. But he wouldn't take me on, so I actually just stood up and kind of ran, lifted <laughs> my books and ran out the door. And he was like shouting after me, but I was just, oh, no, I'm gone. And I never saw any of them again. Wow. That was the way. Yeah. So what class were you actually supposed to be in? I, no, I don't know. I don't think I ever went to that one at all. <laughs> what was yours, Sean? Do you, uh, do you uh, mind? I can't. Re- I, I do not mind, actually, but uh, almost every day of my life is an embarrassing story, right. so... I was probably just going to say you not remembering could be your new embarrassing story. That could be my you know new I mean? embarrassing story, but um, I can't remember. All I remember about that induction is like the moving and handling video. Oh, wild handling. And just trying to contain laughter because they had to bend down and lift the box. They pick up the box. Yeah. So awkward looking. <laughs> so because we we didn't know each other at all. No, the three of us. No. Um, do we know anybody else in there? I didn't. No, I mean. Because no. there must have been 10 of us, was there? Ah, there was a good few. There was quite a few, yeah. This was the induction, the training for Dunn Stores. Mm-hmm. Um, my, it's also worth mentioning at this point, my girlfriend slash fiance, Maureen, is also somebody who was in our induction group. <laughs> yeah, And she's yeah. still putting up the mood to this day. It was, uh, it was a pretty special time. Like. It was actually a cracker wee group. It was. So it was. And that only came to me tonight, just when we're talking about it, about the city of culture thing. Uh, and like we all came together in that year. That was an example of culture. That, happening that's in what? that reinduction room up in Dunn's Door, Forest Side. It was, like, it was like the nine from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And we're like, we're Gimli, <laughs> Legolas, and uh, Strider. 
right now. We were legless, I've played the things. Please, please, yeah. I'll be Gimli, no bother. I can't even remember which one Gimli is. He's got the axe. Oh yeah, he's the we angry dude. Yeah. The beard and axe. They're all they're all kind of angry. They're, <laughs> they're all, they're all got beards and axes too, so yeah. it doesn't really narrow it down, but Yeah. Um and then so yeah, we carried on work, we became became really good friends. We did. Um worked together, we got through some pretty tough times. Retail can be extremely boring. As, as, this time of year can be the opposite. Yeah, extremely, <laughs> extremely stressful. Yeah. So we're recording this one now in November. Mm-hmm. which would be the lead up to Christmas and anybody that's worked in retail will know that it is mayhem. Yeah. And Sean, you worked in the customer service desk. Oh, so you did. I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up. PTSD no. there. Yeah. Cues. I was going to bring Cues. back a jumper today, just bring it up to you and go, can I get a refund now? Just to no. see what your reaction was. Oh my God. I think, uh, I forgot how to smile. <laughs> <laughs> about like I think it was about, it was about two years two out of the three years the, the second year on that customer service desk I just I couldn't even pretend to smile anymore I love that man. I think that uh, that's the perfect thing for retail at Christmas I forgot how to smile uh, oh I uh. yeah I think it could be with the name of this uh, podcast this particular one I like that idea see we're just this is for the benefit of the listener, we're kind of, we haven't got a clue what we're doing here. We have no preparation for this, like I do most things in my life. Just agree to do it, show up, we know we'll plan and hope for the best. We're winging so it. So we're kind of figuring things out as we're doing this podcast tonight. Fatten's taking notes of stuff that's coming to him. And um, yeah, so he's going to be there with us on the journey of figuring out what the fuck we're doing here. Yeah, help. SOS. Yeah. I'm going to say land over now and kind of take over. That would be great. Uh, Look so, for smoke signals. If anybody knows anything about uh, technology, maybe, mm-hmm. that wants to just come along and uh, do it for us, mm-hmm. we could give you... Dull dull it, dull dull it, for free. Dilute an orange, maybe. We can... Well... Start them with water. We'll start, start them with the water. The loot comes after. That could be a wee bonus. Yeah, exactly. If they do well. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk. Well, what are you most looking forward to talking about in terms of the years we're talking about? Because we're all into you guys more so like movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on the music. Movies and music. Well, I think each year and each guest will offer its own kind of unique like f- talking points and kind of things they enjoy. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, we're all three. We're three of us are buck mad for music. We always have been. That's Love kind of what music. we bonded over. Do you know what I mean? But I think just as I say, each guest will be completely different, and the years they'll be talking about will be completely different. So, the one guest you might be like, they might be picking a year where we have loads of class music from that year or brilliant albums or something, and we're going to love talking about that. But I think the best thing about any podcast is just the general shit talk. Do you know what I mean? When they go off on a tangent and it's like, what were you even talking about? Like 20 minutes ago, somebody asked a question and now we're talking about... The Price of Butter in 1932. The Price of Butter in 1932. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Mind so the time we started the podcast on a totally different subject. Yeah, uh, might, right. e- might not even be about Mind the Time in a few weeks' time. Who knows? I am, I am not getting my head around on all our fucking titles. <laughs> We're <laughs> sticking by the titles. Uh, I struggle with titles, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then how long did we all stay in Dons? I worked there a long time, hey? Who was, was first to go? Sean. It was me. Sean, I actually remember this, you telling me the story of how you decided to, you were basically walking over the Priest Bridge one day towards work and you just thought, fuck this. And you basically went on that day and I like, handed in your list. Is that right? Something I along think- those lines? I think I like 
there, there used to be this calendar. I remember there, there was this calendar in the customer service desk, mm-hmm. and I just puck a date. That's and I think I mean. it was like four weeks from, like it was about four weeks before the date I chose. So I knew I had two weeks to get the my notice handed him, and then mm. I had two weeks left then. Yeah. And I just made up some excuse. I just I just needed an exit. Mm. So I didn't even have a plan, like this podcast. I want to make, <laughs> I want to make it clear too. We're not like, just, we're not bad mouthing the place because we actually. My memories of it are actually, at the time, you kind of go, I fucking hate this job. Like any retail job when you're young, you exactly. kind of go, I fucking hate this. But see, looking back, every job I've had since, I never, don't think I ever made friends at work like I did in Duns. Do you know what I mean? Them relationships are still going. Do you know what I mean? I went on, like I left. Did, me, did I leave before you? No, I left before you because I mind getting one day. That's right. I wasn't uh, there. You were last man standing. I was last man yeah. standing. Yeah. yeah. I know. But I mean, without Duns, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, if I'd done so. my life, wouldn't even be. I'm engaged. Oh, somebody I've like, done this too. Do you know what I mean? Kissed together. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, not worked out well. I just wanted to say, in case the Dunn's folks are listening and they're all in three something celebrity about us. Yeah, that's a good point. As you said, <laughs> retail is generally there's times where it can be extremely oh, boring and extremely hectic. But yeah. as you say, it was great times. We great memories. Lot, we met a lot of good people there, and we still we enjoy really bumping into a lot of people that we worked with mm-hmm. and the crack. Do you remember you talked about, you said earlier about like it being so boring. Do you remember some of the wee games we used to have when we were like really fucking quiet and bored? Like me and Fenton would have worked upstairs and I would have worked downstairs, but we had like internal phone system. So me and Fenton mm-hmm. had this wee game. You were a part of it too, but you couldn't play as much because you were over in fucking right, upstairs taking phone calls Crying. and listening to people in the humanity. <laughs> but we used to play this game. It was like, do you remember? It was like puns basically. Yeah. So Fenton would like ring me. And I actually remember an example of one. You rang me because you thought this was a brilliant one that was going to take me ages to get it. And I said it straight away and you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Fenton rang me. It was basically like puns of like music or like musical acts or bands. But Fenton rang me and said, um, so I've got a band. And you said, Will's Family. And I was like, the Smiths. And you were all, fuck, how did you <laughs> <laughs> I'm still raging about uh, that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, all we things I get, you need to keep yourself going, you know? We I enjoyed doing that too. Um, what he's on about, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, so I don't remember you being a big... Maybe you were away. Anyway. Maybe that's why I was in a far listening, looking over. Like, Crying. just sort of like a wee tiered listening. Just yeah. going, I wonder what they were talking about. But you yeah. used to do wee announcements when the shop was like empty. You'd be all... Uh, wise up. Ding, ding. Can, you do up your, can you do one of your announcements now, Sean? Oh, I'm sure you still remember them word for word. <laughs> I can do. Uh, let me see. Uh, attention customers, we would like to advise you that this store is now closing in 15 minutes time. Could all customers please make their final purchase at the nearest checkouts and thank you for shopping at Dunn's stores. And get out. That Good was uh, that was brilliant. That was yeah. That was magic. That's, that's what I had to do. Fifteen minutes, ten minutes, five minutes, one minute, two, and then, and then eventually it was like, oh, seriously, go and get out. Just there was always get somebody. Get the fuck out. There's yeah. always somebody coming. Like so, at a quarter to ten day. There was a the quarter shutters. announcement, and then each time the shutter came down a wee bit more, and there was a 10-minute announcement, there was a 5-minute announcement, there was, this shop is now closing, and then there was, this shop is now closed, closed. and it still wasn't enough for some people. You'd have people like, and, and the Anna Jones coming under the fucking shutter when it was <laughs> coming down, you know what I mean? Yeah, one minute to nine, and, and there's something very like... scarce. <laughs> 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 and then, like, you'd have customers, and I, I, I can think of one particular one, I know this person, and she used to come in the very end of the night, walk around for a good 15 or 20 mm. minutes, mm. and every staff member on the place giving her dirty looks. Oh, uh, It's uh, like, 
we have well, some people are like feel off that they're like I'm just going to stand here so I'm oh, loving it because this is just um, this is my right as a, as a consumer yeah we've, well. only, we've only been open for like 12 or 14 hours like, uh, so exactly. we couldn't accommodate you that you need a pair of socks and a fucking Wednesday uh, night I remember one night when you're like downstairs so it's obviously all these announcements it was around Christmas time it was like I think I had like 12 to 11 you remember them shifts you're mm-hmm. 12 in the afternoon to 11 at night long are they mm-hmm. but you're um you have to like take all your money out of your toe and bag it up and then like walk it up the stairs. I had to go up three flights to get up to the wee cat curtain office. And I was one of the, I think I was like turning off the lights and all downstairs. So I was one of the very last people. I was the last person to leave downstairs. And both the shutters downstairs were down, the shutters upstairs were down, all the announcements had been made, lights were off, the music was off, everything. I came up the escalator and I walked through the ladies' department, you know, that kind of fancy ladies' clothes over the side, can't remember what it was called. And there was this woman and she was just standing like wearing one of the dresses from the thing standing in front of this mirror and holding an dress up and kind of posing and I was about to be all like excuse me like this shop's closed and I was like oh, you know what fuck it I just walked on with the head <laughs> <laughs> and and she's probably still on there but, okay, you know, like, I don't know if she ever got out yeah, she became she, a manic when she's uh, under a gondola she probably, probably she was under that long I probably made her manager <laughs> Savita mm. is it Savita Savita Savita, Savita. Savita. And Paul Costello. Paul Costello. Paul Costello, hi. Uh, um, right. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know what's the way people pronounce it here. I think Costello. I could in the south is pronounced Costello, wasn't it? Costello. Costello. Oh, Jesus Christ. Costello. Paul Where Castello. is he from? He's from the outside somewhere, I don't know. He's not from, like, Podside. No. He's not Italian either. We know Maybe he was trying something on Monday and he just... Yeah, like, yeah Brandy was turning like the lights out. Maybe that was him. Maybe that was him. That, uh, I jeez, the end of the night, man, that was that was a horrible time because you just wanted to get home. Mm. As you say, that was a long day, 12 o'clock to 11. Right? I mean, I went, as I went, I left on then and went to be a chef for about six years. That's right. And chefing, as you always know, long fucking days. But even then, I remember them 12 to 11s. I remember doing four in a row, and I swear to God, it nearly fucking killed me. You know what I mean? Just like, Jesus, am I still on here? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like five lunches, you're there for fucking half a day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that place had a it had a canteen? It had oh, like a aye. proper like running like fries. Oh, aye, you got a fry. Morning. It was like twenty p in Do you remember you put on the sausage and there was like a big bolt on it? Do you remember that there? I I completely forgot. You let that go far too. I was horrified by that. It was like a it wasn't like a wee bit of metal. It was like a full on fucking big ten mil bolt inside of the sausage. <laughs> that he, he put on them was like what's that and he pulled it out I was like Jesus but nobody else nobody else was shocked by it I was complete, I couldn't nobody believe cared. it everyone was like ah sure just grand I was like, it's totally 20p uh, <laughs> fucking bolt inside your sausage um, well do you know what at the end of the day I won because the bolt was worth about 5p the bolt was probably worth more than the sausage <laughs> yeah it was it's probably nutritiously you better took, you took it home and bought the wee table with <laughs> this is the table we're leaning on right now <laughs> sounds like something from a full K deck novel does yeah, it? Droids. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of the head trauma, <laughs> Matthew Blank stares here. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have quite a bit of Blank stares. Excuse me. That's okay. I'll, I'll just this. stay over here on my own. And all. <laughs> oh. I had a really nice uh, name for that novel, too. Go. Do androids uh, produce electrical sausages? Oh. That's okay. Hi. Could be the name of your next album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go deep. Sausage runner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See, when you were saying there about you were walking over the bridge uh, on the way to work, and that's when you decided you were going to hand in your notice. Mm. When you said that, I had a flash of the time. Do you remember? Oh, do you mind the time? Do you mind the time? Uh. Do you remember we were coming back? We were at a Christmas party, weren't we? Yeah. And then we went back to your house. Yeah. And, and you slept in my living room. I slept in your living room. On this, like, really awkward fold-out bed. Yeah. 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 And then we walked into work the next day. Um, can we say I, well, we don't work there anymore? We yeah, drank, exactly we drank a beer walking across. Before the that, yeah, we drank a beer in my garden. That's right. We sat out your back, had a wee smoke, cigarette, on. and sunglasses on, drank a beer, and then uh, drank a beer walking across to work. So we were really just topping up from the night before. Yeah. I I remember that day because that was a Sunday, and I remember it was the half twelve start, and I remember I was stall buzzing. Do you know when you're stall buzzing from the night before? But then three o'clock, I had a wall, oh, and I was just slouched over that customer service desk, and there was still queues, and I was just like, <laughs> "What's happening? <laughs> Where am I?" Do you mind what the time? This? Me and you actually went. Do you mind the time here? It was again. See, it's coming up so organic, guys. Class. <laughs> do you mind the time? We were an hour drunk on Thomas night. Can't remember where we were, what we were at, but we, me and you went back to my mother's house. I was with my mum at the time, and we went back and we were drinking the living room and all. And I think at one point you actually asked me, they basically politely gone shut up because you're like I was talking too much and you're <laughs> and you were like I need to lie down. And I was like I was going there. There's like a wee room and beside the living room we had a wee bed in it. So I was like going you in there. We were both pushed. I was like going you in there and go to sleep in the scran. Blah blah blah. I, think I brought you in a glass of water and away I went up to bed. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like. Oh, I got a big head on me and I was like oh Jesus Fanny's downstairs that's right but I went down and you weren't there and I was like Jesus where is he but I think what had happened you told me about this after you basically woke up hadn't a fucking clue where you were so you were like ah, I'm getting out of here so you like basically went out and like poked out to the hall and was like there's the front door and as you were walking out my ma who I had like said there look my friend Fanny came back last night sleeping downstairs she was on no bar at all she was going to like offer you breakfast or whatever she was like Hello, are you, are you alright? And you were like, oh no, no, I'm grand. And just basically fucked the bolt out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, rang me later and was like, man, I didn't realise until like much later that it was like your house I was in. I had no clue. Was, <laughs> I thought you thought you just let yourself on this some fucking random house and went to sleep. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know what? That's, do you mind the time me and Fun went back to a co workers and we were drinking, uh, you know, all night. It was like after night out, so mm. we were still drinking. And then me and him like just slept where we were drinking in the room we were drinking. It was like a like a back living room or something. It was like a second All living right. room. And then the next morning we woke up and we just had no clue where we were. No, no, no. So we were working we went, that day as well. Oh, we were working. So we went outside and there was like the there was like the stairwell, the main stairwell of the house. It was quite a nice big house, like, mm-hmm. and we found this like table near the door and it had all these letters. So we grabbed the letters and we were like we need to get an address for a taxi. And all of a sudden, this lady started walking down the stairs with a fucking night dress on, and we were all, we're, we're not burglars. We're, 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 we're friends of your daughter. Think, uh, we're standing with handfuls of her post. <laughs> <laughs> Too stinking of drunk. Disheveled. Disheveled. Actually, we're not going to say it on. I think I know where it was anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start name dropping people on the very like, first podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Checking all these letters just to try and get an address. But imagine how it looked. But they were so nice. They so sweet. Made us like tea and toast. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave us a love tone. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite lovely. Yeah. Fair play. If yeah. You, if you're loving fair play, please. Give us a tenner pocket money and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. Squeeze their cheeks. Wash our clothes. Uh, <laughs> we should go back. <laughs> just 10 years later. 
<laughs> what I'm hearing of is you get a big carry out one day and walk up the dunce just uh, go up and get pitched crack up a good can't do anything with work anymore yeah we'll have to the police that <laughs> see waking it up and, uh, after a night drinking in the house I had a, an experience in Dublin I was doing a gig in Dublin and it was for it was a guy's 40th birthday party and this guy was like mega rich he had like developed software and like sold it to Silicon Valley or whatever they do with mm-hmm. and he was really cool he was a bit of a rocker and stuff so he put on a big massive party in his house so anyway me and my friend Andrew landed down we were doing a bit of comedy at it went on stage I think about 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, done like 20 minutes ended up drinking all night partying with people it was just class but anyway I fell asleep I was moved to a room to sleep in I was given a room to sleep in uh, woke up the next day not a notion where I was not a clue there was a pool table and there was like sofas a games room like I was so confused so I rang me mate Andre and I was like uh, where are you and he goes I'm down in the kitchen man I was like grand I'll come down walked out there was about 7,000 rooms in the house man I thought it was in a hotel but it wasn't it was a house and then so I rang Andrew again. I was like, man, I can't find the kitchen. He goes, go down quick. The chef's like made a big spread and all. The fucking chef. The chef. <laughs> so he put the the guy whose party was, his wife come on the phone. She's like, hi, Fenton. Um, you're, in the, you're in the east wing. If you make your way down from the east wing and through a garden. I remember thinking, I've never been in a wing before. No. Did you need fucking Google Maps to get around that house? Oh, it was, it was nuts. Like, I, uh, I think I drank about four cans on my way to the kitchen for like that long. <laughs> Sounds more like escape rooms. <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe I just stumbled on the escape room somewhere. But I waking her up in uh, strange places. Yeah, never really. But I've been obviously steaming on me. I always have a rough idea where I am. Do you know what I mean? Waking up. Even when I lived in England for a year, you'd be random houses in fucking middle of Manchester in somebody's basement, but you'd be like, ah, this is where I was last night, Aye. so that's where I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Handy that. Nah, it's always good, you know. I, last night I was telling these lads I have a bit of a hangover today. That's right. around their friends, Rachel Mike's house last night, and we sat till like half three in the morning drinking rum. Quite a bit of rum was drank. Oh man, and I got back to the house last night, and my girlfriend, partner, Sorka, says I woke her up and I was out of breath and she thought I was getting chased by somebody. I stepped out of the house and realised I had no coat so I just sprinted home. So like 15 minutes sprint drunk and I would say I took both sides of the street with me. Oh I You know, I'd love to see if there's any footage of it. I've CCTV. done that before. Me and my mate actually walked home from the town one night to Colmore and we decided it would be we had this idea that it would be quicker if we skipped rather than things. So we were just arm and arm, absolutely steaming, skipping up a Colmore Road. And I'll tell you what, we got home quicker, I think, anyway. You know, I can't remember not getting home quick, so that was that was fun. Oh, class. But it's a good way to get anywhere. If you're in a rush and you don't want to run, skip. You enjoy it more and you might look like a bit of an agent, but you're, I look like an agent when I run anyway too, so it's, do you know what I mean? I can't remember the last time I skipped. Well, there you go. I did today. Did you actually? On like the a, way here. Really? Actually, yeah. Not in like 100% serious. I, on. I don't think anyone's ever skipped 100% seriously. I, I mean, <laughs> the very definition of skipping there. I skipped, I skipped down uh, uh, Fine Hill because Jesus. Dangerous. I just yes. saw these cars coming down. They just see this guy skipping. I just thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give him a little treat. On Fountain Hill too? That's mm-hmm. a dangerous game. I always wonder where Hills I got. Do you ever play like something like Grand Theft Auto? 
when you like run down a hole and then you like have to jump button, but you jump for like fucking ages because you're going down a hole. I was wondering, could you die down fighting a hole? But you'd probably die well, immediately. I'll try, I'll try that next time. Just like jump and it just, you just sort of, if it's anything like GT, you just float a wee bit and then you land like 20 meters further than you were. I can categorically tell you that it doesn't happen no, because I not. had an experience like that on Fountain Hill. So if anybody doesn't <laughs> know, Fountain Hill and Derry is like one of the they steepest... Used to stay, they used to, when I grew up, people always used to say it was like the steepest hill in Europe. Do you remember out there? So steep. Uh, yeah. It is really. It, must, it couldn't be far off, but I uh, don't know if it's the steepest hill in Europe. I'll tell you something else I remember when cars drive... So it's one way at the moment, you can only drive yeah. down, but yeah, I remember that and as well. And for anybody not from there, anybody who is from there will know this, or if you have Facebook, you'll know this. About once a month, a lorry gets stuck at the bottom of it. <laughs> or a and, bus. Or a bus, and it just can't move. Also, same to be said for the lower deck of the Craig Avon Bridge. About once a month, a lorry or a bus gets stuck there. I just thought I would just... Yeah. Everyone needs to know that I have a, reason. I have a theory why buses and lorries get stuck in Fountain Hill, because everybody was on Facebook straight away. Like I would get messages of screenshots of Cobb's Vosa bus stuck at the bottom, and I'm sitting in the house, and I just have to go out and look. Yeah. Uh, um, People always say, why is there not more signs up? Why is there not more signs up for so they should know? There is a big sign at the top of it. Yep. But it's usually people that's not from Derry uh, that do it. So the view from the top of there is one of the most stunning views so you will sign. ever see. They don't look at you're the sign. The sign. You're like, oh, look at that view here. And then you're driving down. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it's like hitting a wall at the bottom. Uh, it actually <laughs> is because even in my every small car, I have like a 308. But see, when, I, when I'm like sitting at the bottom of the hole, ready to turn, turn left, the road is so close to the front of my car Aye. that it's like the motion sensors come on as if you're about to head into the right. car. Do you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, all, I'm not near anything. It's just the road coming at you fast. I think the worst about it is if your handbrake malfunctioned mm. on Fountain Hill, like it's not like when you, if you were flying down it because your brakes went, uh, there should be like a big cushion. Let's uh, petition the like, council. Seriously, like, council <laughs> members are listening. We want a big cushion at the bottom of Fountain <laughs> Hill, please. Like a big airbag, right? Uh, because like cushion, instead, what is there? There's like a set of steps. Uh, we an even higher drop. Uh-huh. So you're just going to do like a some kind of evil can evil. Uh, like jokes yeah, <laughs> <fucking> a <laughs> <of> hazard. <laughs> End up a dunce. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> clean through Cross the from canteen one there. Straight on to the malt sausages. So I actually when it was. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the go, running down Fountain Hill, I actually left the house one day. I don't know if you remember this. It's a couple of years ago. Uh, left the house. I'd been doing a wee bit of running at the time, and I just started to naturally get into a wee jog. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you just mm-hmm. fit and good. It was a Sunday morning, get into a wee jog, jog. I think it was around this time of year because there was loads of leaves, uh, and it was wet, so it was mm-hmm. really slippy. But that jog, mm. I started to gain momentum. And you couldn't fucking stop. And then. I couldn't stop. So I was like fully sprinting down Fountain Hill. <laughs> and I was trying to like grab onto like window sills and doors on the way down <laughs> to try and stop myself, but I couldn't. And I just kept going. And then I got to the bottom. And I was like, I'm going to run on the Spencer Road here and get knocked down and killed. Like, this is, mm. I can't stop. So I had the decision, run out onto the road. Or when I got to the bottom, throw myself to the ground. And it threw me, that's what I was saying, so I didn't fly 20 metres. No, you just had the deck. Had the deck, Something really fish. hard, yeah. man. I had my jaw, I'd scraped, I just went out for bread. <laughs> right? So, scraped all down the side, really bruised my ribs, hurt my arm, was twisted. And so I stood up trying to be like, and I was running past cars, mm. you know what I mean, that were on Fountain Hill. So I got up and I was like, you know the way that you try to act like you're all right? Uh, and I was like, oh, 
and I walked down to the shop and I got the stuff and uh, got the bread and we came back and Sarka was like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> I was soaked because I sure landed the you got jumped, it would have been less. <laughs> yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So then, I obviously then put it up on Facebook and I told the story about how I ran out in Fountain Hall and then a friend of mine shared it and she got a message from a friend of hers saying, oh my God, I am so glad to hear that fella's all right. Because <laughs> I was in the traffic and seen this <laughs> six foot five man coming fucking hurtling down the road, trying to grab on the doors and window sills. She goes, I had three kids in the back. They were screaming, crying, because they seen him hit the, flo- hit the ground at the bottom. And they were asking all day, what happened to that man, mammy? So she was like, I am delighted now that I know. Yeah. Is it not good to get the... Uh to know that someone else seen it and that it actually happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you're like, did that just happen? And then the fact that someone else seen it. I always think the fact that growing like, it. If you're obviously falling can be embarrassing, but see if you're, see me and you're walking down the street and I like fell, we'd have a wee laugh about it and it would be a bit of crack. But see if I'm walking down the street on my own and I fell, it's pure awkward. You sort of stand up and you're like, Jesus, you can't really laugh about it. And then you start like overly laughing to a stranger. <laughs> and then they look at you even, even more freaked out than they were when you just fell. Did you see me fall? This is what I mean. I, I, this is the thing. I was uh, walking, funny enough, in the opposite direction. So I was walking up towards Irish Street before. And I, I, was, I, used to, I don't know if I was going up to Tesco or something, but I looked on, in the sky and I seen a, a bird with an entire pod noodle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I swear to God. An entire pod noodle. What kind of bird? Like a, oh, I thought you were going to say what kind of pod noodle. Are we like, robbing? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like a seagull or something? Like a raven or something. Uh, no, it wasn't a seagull. It was like, it was like, black. like, like a, a raven. Right. Yeah, and it was just like, it had this pod noodle. What flavor? It was chicken and mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, and it like flew. There was there's a lamppost at the top of Fountain Hall, just uh, or sorry, at the top of just before you go and turn on the Irish Street, and it managed to get up there, land with the pot noodle, with the pot noodle. Wow! And it was pecking away at the noodles. Oh, so then, there, there was stuff in the pot noodle. There was noodles in it. Did, it, did, did, did the crow have a kettle? As I was going to say, was it just hacking at dry noodles? Had the soy sauce been poured on yet? We need to know this stuff, Sean. We need to know. They weren't dry anyway. Right. Because oh. they were quite, you know, I didn't sample them or anything uh, that much. But, uh, I swear to God. And it's one of those things, like I remember it dropped it and then it flew down and it was nibbling away and I just walked on. But then later on that day, I sort of knew you're reassessing your day and you're going, that was a good day what happened and then I was thinking about it and I was like did that actually happen (laughs) like is that was that a thing yeah like and then it was only like it was actually not that long after I was like bumped into somebody at a gig or something and I ended up like talking and then I they came up and conversated for for some reason there was probably I don't know what you'd have to be telling that story like Like, you can't say a crow whip on those I tell everybody what happened at this gig to make me go, oh, I seen this raven eat a pot in the middle the other day. But the girl I was chatting to, like, had seen it as well. Wow. In a car driving past. And it was the just The crow like, was in a car driving past? The girl. Right, no, geez. the girl and the crow were in this car eating pot in the uh, And then She had a pot in the middle and, and he stole post. it. Uh. But she had, like... <coughs> it, Excuse me. All I knew that it was it actually happened. Like yeah, quite yeah. Happy with that, I was like, yes, I'm uh, mad. That's pretty, Not pretty, yet. pretty nuts, to be honest. That's that's I, a true story. 
No, I believe it. And it's, it is good to get validation on something like that. Um, something so crazy. I had, so I was getting, we were working in Dunst at the time. Jesus. And uh, I was getting the bus back out to Claudia, where I'm from. And, uh, Woo, Claudia, yeah. Hey, Claudia Massif. And then we were turning right off the main road to go on to Claudia. And this car came hurling towards us well over 100 mile an hour. And it was like coming in and out of traffic. And it was like head off a car. And then it just veered off. At over a hundred mile an hour, through a fence, and they failed. There was only me and the bus driver. The bus driver, she stopped, and we were like, what the hell just happened? We got out. We thought we were going to be doing first aid or something. Mm-hmm. The guy got out, started running through the fields towards Claudia, just sprinted, took off. And we were like, what just happened? What do we do? And she rang the police. So then we went off in the bus then, and then I got home, and... Uh, I posted everything on Facebook, so I'd uh, posted about it, and nobody knew about it. There was nothing in the news about it. There was nothing. Nobody Just else. This mystery man. So I've met the bus driver since a couple of times, and each time I always make a point of going, "I was the person who was on that bus." Do you remember <laughs> that did happen, didn't it? Yeah. That the car. She goes, "Oh, hi, that was mad. That was mad." But it's only the two of us know about it. And nothing, nothing ever came of it? Nothing, right? I seen it in the paper. They seen the, the fella you're on about seen a bird with a top <laughs> middle. <laughs> freaked out. was like, Jesus, I'm out of here. <laughs> but it was a Bombay bad boy pop middle. It was the same pop middle. But the, yeah, that's great. So either the car was stolen and he was just away after crashing it or else he was like so shocked by the fucking crash that he just forgot what he was doing and just sprinted. Yeah, it's right for a run. He's probably still out there running somewhere. Just running through the If you're out in the quality direction now towards the Sparrows or something, if you see a man running, with or without a pot in the middle, <laughs> rein him in. Tell him he's okay. Tell him he's There's nobody chasing him. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't on the news. There was no article. He's hiding out on an outdoor He's on Fenton and the bus driver would love, the, love a wee chat with him to see what the fuck was going on that day. I want to know. He can come back home, start claiming the dole. He's grand. <laughs> I, don't really, I feel like it's my turn for a mental story. I don't really have any. Not, not springing the mind anyway. Oh, they'll come. I've never seen a crow eating a pot middle. No, I've never seen a crow eating a pot middle. I love how you've changed the bird a few times. I love it. Well, a crow. It's going to be a penguin, but it's a crow. Like. Uh, I wanted it to be a robin or something tiny because the image, that's just hilarious. And I wanted it to be a fork too, like proper. Like, yeah. Proper. And you like, pour it in and you cover the pot middle for like two uh, minutes and then you put the sauce in and all. I've eaten the pot middle. I wanted to draw it actually. I wanted to draw it, but I never did. I think you should. I remember one time we were uh, in Claudia, I was only like 14 or 15, and me and about four or five of my mates, we were just hanging around street corners as you did. Like, it was about, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night, and we seen this thing coming running towards it, and it had a big shiny head, it looked like an alien. And like, we all freaked out, man, we were all jumping up and walking. You know the way you're standing around the corners acting hard and uh, stuff? And then something, and then like, something like that happens, and we were all screaming and stuff, and <laughs> calling for your mum jumped up in the wall and we were like really what the hell is that and then it got closer so it was a cat but the, <laughs> the cat had there was a packet of McCoys on its head <laughs> covering no, its head so it had obviously smelled the flame steak mm-hmm. flavour and as anybody would do put your head into it yeah. and eat it and we were like trying to run after the cat but not scared too much because we're running into stuff you know um, but yeah I've seen a cat wearing a Flame grilled packet of McCoy's. Flame grilled. You, flame you grilled double check that, anyway. Definitely flame grilled. Making and it was definitely a cat. So there's quite a thing going on here. We're talking about. We've inadvertently started doing a podcast about animals, we food products attached <laughs> to them or something. Do you know what I mean? 
I'm racking my brain here trying to think of if I've ever seen like a badger eating a flipping hot dog or something <laughs> like that. I'll certainly be on the lookout. Or a sausage with a bolt in it. Sausage with a bolt on it. Uh, that's probably, maybe your mum was eating a sausage bap and he bit on the big bolt and he freaked out and crashed through a fence. That kid can And then he ran down the road and turned on the cat and a <laughs> bag of McCoy's landed on his face. <laughs> Who knows, could be all inter- interconnected, you know. What about, uh, so yeah, we, we all worked in Duns for a few years. What was your first job, Sean? My first job was McDonald's. Do you know what, actually? Do you know what I applied for first? Dunn's stores. No way. When I was you... 16. But I think it was down to no prior experience. Mm. It's like, I need to get some experience. Mm. So give me a job. But I, that was the first job I applied for. Dunn's stores. Crazy. And then I applied for... My brother was working at McDonald's at the time, so he... No one knows once they kind of get you on a wee bit. So, put on a good word. So, I got on the McDonald's and I was about 17. And no joke, it was crack. It was pure crack. Like, it wasn't great work, but it was mm. it was crack. Like, it was. Was that McDonald's in Fortnite? Crescent Link. Crescent Link. So, good time there. Met some good people. Swear to God. But not people that I'm. Doing podcasts, right? Yeah, what's special no, people? No, no. What about yourself, Brandy? What was your first job? My first job was actually done. I thought was your we got first job, of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, no, I basically went through school. I, didn't, I mean, I did you know, wee bits and pieces here and there, stuff uh-huh. like that there. But my first official kind of job was done. So I went to uni, straight out of school, and came back. And then that's when I started in Dunn's, Nice. Back from uni, yeah. You know, so. I actually forgot that it was quite soon after you. Ah, I was just back. Yeah. Uh, I will. We say finished. Left. I don't yeah. actually finished, but sure. So what age? You were about twenty-three then. Uh, no, I was a bit younger. I was probably about. No, I was twenty-two. I think you started Dons. No, tell a lie. We started in two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. I started the year before. As temporary staff, I was going to say, were you there a year? Uh, no, I was. I was temporary staff <laughs> the year right. before. Yes. So that was my first job, and then right. obviously after a while, it was like right, gone away. So it was actually on the dole in between that year and because I was doing a course as well. I think it was at a different year anyway, and then I started in there. So that was. I've only had. A f- I'm 32 now. I've only had about four or five jobs. Do you know what I mean? Each one I stayed at for a long time. Dunn's I was there for about. I think I was there for about seven years, mm. and then I went to Pike and Palms to learn how to be a chef, which was fucking mental. It was mm-hmm. class. Um, stayed there for about three years and then I went up to the tap house being a chef for about another three years then I got fed up with chefing so I worked out in a and for a few months so there you go it's a good journey mm-hmm. yeah what was your first job Pat? my first I suppose official job would have been working in a home base in Drumahoe uh, oh. it's not there anymore it's I was going to say home base in Drumahoe yeah it's actually mad can pass the, the site of where it was and it's just Oh, the building's knocked down, there's rubble, and it's completely overgrown. You know, sometimes, like, you feel like it's going to be trapped down memory lane, and oh, mm-hmm. that's where we used to do this and that, but there's nothing there anymore. It's, like, just wiped out. Sounds like someone out of Philip K. Dick. <laughs> I was just going to say, sounds like something out of Philip K. Dick. <laughs> and then, actually, I had a job. My uncle, Georgie, uh, I used to come down from our man, he used to sell strawberries and apples, and... Uh, on the side of the road so he would come down and me and my brothers sisters cousins friends he used to have a squad who used to take you to uh, a road and that was your place to sell and left you with the strawberries and so on it's like 15 pound a day which was a lot of money mm-hmm. in like mid 90s you know mm-hmm. it was good for a teenager 
Uh, we were just talking about this recently. My brother was really good at saving money. He bought like a TV and a video recorder and all this. I was exactly what I'm like now, rubbish with money. So I used to spend my wages from the day before on lunch the next day. Mm. I was buying like Ferrero Rocher. You know, <laughs> you know things that you can never, you yeah. never had or can never get. Flame grilled McCoys. Flame grilled McCoys. <laughs> a big super pack of them, a big family pack. And then like maybe two packets of Ferrero Rocher, which were about a five or eight. Oh, they were like proper, like a delicacy. I remember when we were, we were waiting to my, um, my godfather, my dad's mate, boy Pat, used to take me, my dad, me and the dad used to go to dry matches all the time. And, uh, when, one day, whatever, my dad couldn't go. So Pat was like, I'll take him, sure, because he would have went with us and we sat beside each other with season tickets and all. So one time, I must have been, I'd say it was about 10 maybe, and Pat was like, here, I'll take him. My dad couldn't go, so that was grand. So Pat collected me anyway, and we drove down, driven on Colmore, drove down the Colmore Road, and he was like, right, we'll stop in Myra's shop, and we'll go on and get like, you no, know, get your wee pack of sweets and a drink and all, and bring it up to the brand with us. So that was grand. So we went in the shop, and I was like, what will I get? He was like, get whatever you want. Like, just, you could go and lift something now, and I'll, I'll pay for it. It's grand. <laughs> so Pat's standing at the toe, getting stuff, and I'm like, looking at him, Brent, where are you? So I said, I come up to him, and he says, I, well, I don't really remember this, but I walked up to him with one of those big fucking pyramid boxes of Ferrero Rocher, about <laughs> fucking 12 pounds, and he, he didn't have a heart to be all like, what are you doing out there? So he just bought it to me. So I was just sitting up the brand of the bill, and I was like, handing them out to people, going, do you want one? Do you want one? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and the funny thing about that is, I wouldn't need a Ferrero Rocher you now if you give me one. Wouldn't thank you for that? No, wouldn't be. A, I'll tell you what I do like. See the white, the wee white coconut, white chocolatey versions of Ferrero Rocher. Like a raffle. Raffle yes. or something. They're fucking beaut. But again, they only have two or three of them and then you're shaking to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We we actually, we we were up in uh, Belfast last weekend. We went to see James Acaster. Oh, uh, that's right. Brilliant. Yeah. But uh, the next day we went to the shop Hotel Chocolat. Ooh. Oh my God, that's a mm. different level of chocolate. Like. Right. Um, in Belfast? In Belfast. Yeah. I think there's some down the stairs, maybe after this you can sample one. It is like premium. Right, folks, that does it for the yeah. week. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm vegan, so I doubt I can sample. So, All right, uh, enough. Fucking chocolate. Brendan, there we are. That's You're right. Keep your bottom. On that Do you know what I'm thinking? If like we've mentioned Hotel Chocolat, would they like send us goodies? Maybe. Maybe. We just did. So let's see what comes in the post. I'll be I'm, checking the inbox every day. I'm going to ring them every day and go, hi, we talked about We talked about you. We podcast. briefly touched upon your business <laughs> in our podcast that as of now, nobody in the world has listened to yet because we're just recording <laughs> it. But um, send us loads of free shit, please. And if you have any vegan chocolate, send that down too for please. our Shawnee. And pot noodles, of course, please. too. And pot noodles. Uh, uh, pot noodles. Pot noodles vegan? No. Yeah. Uh, well, some of them are like what uh, would be described as accidentally vegan. So it's like when they were produced, they weren't produced to be vegan. I doubt, I doubt there's any meat in a chicken and mushroom yeah. pot noodle. You know what I mean? Never just, mind. Just soy. It's just, uh, so yeah. it's just so happens the ingredients uh, are okay. Like they follow like a... But they weren't made vegan as such. Yeah, they weren't like, we got to make these vegan. No. And, uh, which is why I'm still confused that the bird uh, chose that for its yeah. uh, cuisine. Bird, especially a raven or a crow, eat whatever the f- you put in front of it. Amazing creatures. Yeah. I, Survivors. I, yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I love watching them. I just love watching crows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes around here, because we live close to the River Foyle, mm-hmm. uh, this was during lockdown, right? So things were quite boring during lockdown. But I would stand out the back and watch so the seagulls and the crows yeah. used to have turf wars. Oh, they fly after each other. It's yeah. bananas. I've seen so it. You'd see the seagulls coming into their territory and the crows are like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, they would swoop at them. And I'm just standing, eating a packet of biscuits, waiting my boxer shorts, watching them. <laughs> You're lucky you weren't eating a pad noodle. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he like sit a couple of pad noodles out? Maybe I should have. Top of the wall, know what I mean? Each maybe I did, and maybe that's how the. That'll be like the next one you see, like a David Attenborough documentary, and they set up like camera traps and all this, like chicken and mushroom pot noodle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe camera set up beside it and third, <laughs> pecking away at it. <laughs> oh, class. I don't know, I could be on this on there. You could be. Where, uh,. What we're going to talk about as well, because we're going to be talking about, obviously on the show, we're going to be talking about music and movies mm-hmm. and that. And what was uh, what was your first concert, Brandy? My first concert? Do you know what? My first concert was actually very fitting for a Dairyman. My first concert was actually the Undertones. Nice. When we were in, I think I was about third year in school, the Undertones and a lot of other like, bands, but I think they were the headliners. I can't remember what the crack it was during the day. I don't know what the crack was. Maybe it was on Saturday or something. But me and a couple of boys from school went up to see this in the Nerve Centre. And the Undertones were headlining. It was like during the day. It was fucking class. Nice. I, I was, I've always been a fan of the Undertones, even you know, from a young age. Like, mm-hmm. I was brilliant. And then before, but that's, I sort of, for some reason, no disrespect to Undertones. I still love the Undertones. But because they're a dairy band and I'm from Derry and it was in Derry and it was young, yeah. I don't really want to think about my first big gig. My first big gig that I proper remember being all like, holy fuck, was. Oxygen, 2000 and, was it seven? 2007, I think it was, I would have been about 16, shouldn't have been there, but we went to see, obviously there was loads, it was an amazing fucking lineup that year, I can't even, I'll look it up for another time, but mm. unbelievable lineup. but we went to see Arcade Fire, and it was actually, I think it was my cousin, who was like, I didn't really know who they were at the time, they were relatively new, it was their first tour, first time playing in Ireland, I think, and... My cousin was like, there's this band, this Canadian band, we should go and see. They're playing the main stage at like four o'clock or something. Arcade Fire. So I was like, ah, whatever, happy days. So we were drinking all day. And so we went to see them. And they came out. And I actually remember the first song they played was Wake Up. You no, know, from their first album, obviously, because that's all they had out at the time. Nice. But I remember just within the first 15 seconds, because there was about fucking 20 people on stage, and they were all different instruments, and they were climbing up the fucking sides and like hitting big drums. Everyone singing, it was absolutely fucking class. And I just remember that first 15 seconds, being all, this is my new favourite band. Amazing. And they're pretty much still are to this day. You've you know always know what been I mean? so I've always been uh, yeah. mad. But that's my, first, that's my like earliest memory of, holy Jesus, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was the same festival we saw. We saw Rage Against the Machine. We saw the Chemical nice. Blowers. We saw Block Party. We saw... Buffy Clyro, so loads, I can't even remember, there were so many fucking great acts, do you know what I mean, it was brilliant. Amazing man, uh, amazing. What about you, Shawty Boy? Mine's was actually, uh, mine's was a great one, like, um, mine's was Def Leppard. Ah, class. When I was 13. You've always been a big Def Leppard yeah. fan, yeah, didn't still, you? Yeah, still one of my, fa- uh, Hysteria is still one of my favourite albums of all time. So, because I always remember, leading up to the concert, it was in Belfast, the Ulster Hall. Um, they were supported by the Almighty, and uh, I remember that my dad, because I was I was actually telling him about this uh, recently, and I was saying, "Do you remember taking my ticket off me?" Because I was kind of like misbehaving in school, mm-hmm. and he was like, 
give me that death leopard ticket. And he was like, if you don't be good now, in the next two weeks, I think it was about two weeks, he was like, mm-hmm. you're not going to a concert. But he told me, like, when I said this to him, Lord, he was like, aye, you're going no matter what. That's the coolest um, bit of parenting. Uh, just like death leopard yeah, ticket, yeah. like 13-year-old's yeah. amazing. But we, I remember we went down because, like... I like obviously listening to music like when I was P7 on Spice Girls was what I loved Spice Girls I swear to God and then when I got the like first year I think it was like Oasis um, and then I started hanging around me uh, this fella that he had been in my primary school David and we but we only became like sort of we used to have wee scraps and then when we got in the first year uh, he was singing one day along to a Walkman uh, a cassette player a personal cassette player um, and he was singing Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi and I was like dude you've got a good voice and uh, we got talking and started going to his house after school and his uh, sister's boyfriend at the time this guy called Kevin would have like brought all his CDs up to David and his cassette tapes and it would be all like Green Day Def Leppard Bon Jovi Alice Cooper do you know all these like mm. rock bands great rock bands punk bands and we would just sit and listen to these all day, like, and then obviously Def Leppard had a concert, and they just released Euphoria at the time, their 1999 album, and we were like, we gotta get tickets for this, and uh, David's sister's boyfriend took us down. Class. It was the most amazing thing. It was just like that. That was my first proper mm. gig, like, and it was just unbelievable. Oh man, it was a thirteen-year-old like, like long time. parted hair, and we had leather jackets, and we thought we were cool. We were like, <laughs> and we got these like bootleg T-shirts going on, yeah. And uh, I still have mine, and it was just—it's like really badly printed Def Leppard T-shirt, hmm. but it was amazing. So that was so. David. Did you form the band with them? Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say when you're saying that. I was going to like, I smell, yeah. I smell the start of a band here. That's always that story of like, I heard him sing. I was like, fuck, you can sing, hey. And it's funny because that story goes full circle this next year for me because uh, one of the biggest bands, do you know when people say a band changes your life? Mm -hmm. It sounds a bit silly like or a bit cliche or something, but it actually is true. Like, Mm -hmm. so one of the bands that like, you know, it's one of the bands that made me want to play guitar, made me want to start a band was Green Day. And I've never seen Green Day. And so... 38 years of age now and I'm like I need to see Green Day yeah. they're playing need next year are they? Off. so yeah they just announced like shows mm-hmm. and it's the 30 year anniversary of their album Dookie so it's like that's wow on on my, it's like top of my bucket list at the moment it's mm-hmm. to see Green Day for next year so that's fast man. where are they playing at? make it happen they Open, have I think. Marty Park yeah. um, but I would rather go to what I've liked the idea of is the Isle of Wight Festival Nice. Class, so I'm gonna actually try and get there because there's a lot of cool bands. That'll be class, man. Funny, yeah. I'm actually fulfilling a wee dream of my 13 year old self as well. Next year we're gonna see Blink One Eighty Two. Morning, got me oh, thinking. Wow. Fucking me and me, Tommy, were just sitting in his house and we were like skateboarders at the time and all. Mm-hmm. We used to like skate in his garage and listen to Blink One Eighty Two just fucking constantly. It was class. Yeah, I'm going to. That's Never right. So you are. That's right. Uh, oh, nice. It was meant to be like when it was meant to be a couple months ago. Now, Cheaters, next year, September. Yeah, and now it's next. August, yeah. but sure, hey, better late than never, you know. That's better late than never is right. What about your first gig, Fun? Uh, my first gig, I'm actually going to see them again now in December. I know you're a big fan as well, Brandy. It was Ocean Colour. I knew scene. you were going to say Ocean Colour. Yeah. I don't know why I just knew you were going to say Ocean Colour. So it was they had just released uh, their second album, Marching Already. Class. And Class album. They're playing in the Point Inn in Dublin, which is now the 
three arena and yep. they changed the game. Anyway, they were playing yeah. there. The so three I, arena? Point yeah, is like the three, oh, the point is actually a big, that's right. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about, what am I thinking of? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they, I, they, they refurbished it. Mm. Uh, got a sponsorship, basically. But went to see them. I was 16 years old. Uh, me and th- four of my mates, and we stayed in a hostel in mm. Dublin. And just what again, we just were saying, just one of those things you think back on. And every time I hear, they're a class live band, amazing live band, mm. man, so good. And it just brings me straight back to that mm. that time. We were so naive, like we were all from Claudia, and we were going to Dublin, the big city, first time going somewhere <laughs> without your parents and that, you know. And I remember, like we were walking down Dame Street. I'll always remember it. And we were holding on to our wallets. Thinking you're going to... Because uh, like, we were like, we're going to get mugged. Mm. Like, that's what they do in big cities. They just mug people <laughs> well, at like three o'clock in maybe the day. Not, maybe not the worst advice here. To no. But uh, ended up, I lived in Dublin then. A few mm-hmm. years later, I lived in Dublin for 11 years. And it's just right. funny. All people of, were holding on to their wallets then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, going to see Ocean Colour Scene with my brother Emmett, who's also a huge Ocean Colour Scene fan, on uh, 8th of December in the Telegraph building. Did I meet you down in Belfast before Ocean yeah, Colour Scene with Emmett. your brother as well? That was 2017, that was Ocean Colour mm-hmm. Scene. You were there with your party and all the mates, that's right. That's right. Uh, Do you remember they actually supported Oasis? Uh, as well? I didn't know that, but... Um, like, people forget the Oasis, like, played... I remember... I was living in Dublin at that stage, so when I lived in Derry, obviously we had to keep travelling places to go and see your favourite bands. Well, Dublin, definitely were. So you were travelling to other cities to go and see them, and then moved to Dublin. And as soon as I moved to Dublin, it was announced that Ocean Colour Scene and Oasis were playing in Derry. I was oh, like, no, <laughs> what is doing to me? Um, but that was class. I remember being so annoyed though during Ocean Colour Scene because. Obviously, there's people turning up. It was a big occasion in Derry. It wasn't under the music. Oh, wow. And they started this thing, like a big running circle. In Derry? And at the gig, in the middle of the gig, in the middle of the pitch. And there was about 100 people and just running in a circle with empty space in between them and pushing people as they went past. It just turned into... Like a big mosh pit kind of thing. While Ocean Colour Scene were playing, I was like... Stop it! Uh, <laughs> just listen to them. They're brilliant. Fucking behave. Just behave yourselves. Yeah. I just, was actually there, but I don't. But then we got into there's like up near the front of the stage. Yeah. There was like almost like a semicircle that was barricaded off. Mm-hmm. And there was only like, you know, it was kind of quite full. Uh, but the person I was with at the time kind of got us on there. So we were on there. We were actually quite like, mm, prominent. Nice. And it was so we could see everything. Else. I wasn't anywhere near. Okay, guys, only a, only a way. As far as I remember, what when, what year was that? Jeez, I couldn't say. I was very early two thousands. I was seventeen. So we were seventeen. Two thousand three. Right, so I would have been about fucking twelve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Like it was great. And uh, I remember the support band, the first band that came on was a band called Clear Shot. Oh, I don't remember that. that. Were fantastic Where as well. Where are they well. from? Uh, from they were from Derry. Oh, right. So, uh, they were led Sorry, by... Sorry, clear shot if he's realistic. Kevin O'Doherty, who ended up being in Fight Moir. Okay, oh, yes, uh, yes. Fantastic band. Like, um, and then people... Uh, another big artist that played the Derry playing phase was... Uh, which I was also at, fortunate enough to be at, was Brian Adams. Right? I don't remember Brian, Brian Adams. Brian Brian Adams played the Derry... I'm still Have you confirmed this with anybody else? Is this like, uh, this like a time you saw a crow eating a fucking pod noodle? The crow with a pod noodle was also at the concert. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know Brian Adams. He's played 
the Millennium Forum in recent years. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, like an like an acoustic kind of. Like a, I remember hearing Don McLean play in the Millennium Forum a few years ago and nobody really seemed to know anything about it. I couldn't believe it. I would have fucking loved to see him. Donald McLeod, sir. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think if we had uh, Brian Adams on the show, we'd have to go back a year to we'll get him on. 69. We'll get him on. We'll uh, Brian, we'll, see. we'll get you on. You Come. can talk about the summer of 69. Do you mind the summer of 1969, Brian? Hmm. You know, and it's just some like, guys from school. It's not really, a uh, It's not on our. It's not on our years, but <laughs> it's not really. Know, but hey, anything you want to do, we'll do it for. We'll him, make an exception you know I mean? for Brian. Mind the time two thousand and three. That doesn't go with the song, though. No. no. <laughs> Summer of two thousand and three. No, it does. Not good. That works well. It does, boys. I think we'll. Uh, we'll call it at that. Pretty right? much time. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. I'm desperate to go to the toilet. Not that the listeners need to know what, but. Just obscene it. Yeah, get it out there. Podcast, Do you know what? You know what? We're sharing a lot. If I sit here any longer, I will get it out there. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this has been brilliant. Uh, um, looking forward to doing it again the next time with a guest. We'll have a guest next time. It'll be a wee bit more structured, a wee bit less shite talk, but sure. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. We're going to have to arrange guests now. We will actually. Uh, we don't uh, actually have anyone lined up yet. So We have people in mind. Well, we have people in mind uh, but we just need to get our time they just don't know. They just don't know about it yet. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be every Monday from the start of 2024. Yeah. Um, listen to us, add us on Facebook and on Instagram. Find us on all the socials. Mm -hmm. uh, leave a Indeed. wee message. Also, which we haven't set up yet, so just, you yeah. know what I mean, but uh, Yeah, we'll get there. Well, we will have set it up. By the time somebody <laughs> hears this, this is like so. some like, like Black Mirror shit here, uh, you know. So, uh... Brandy, thank you very much. Thanks, thanks Sean, for having me. Thank you very nice. much. A pleasure. This has been lovely, and I will see us all again soon. But we have to come up with like a wee line for like this. You no, know I mean like a wee funky line. Aye. We could talk about this after we stop recording. Anyway, that's kind of. <laughs> uh, I hope you all had a lovely Christmas because that's when we'll be releasing it. And True. thank you so much for listening. Tell all your friends. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. all the rest. Thank you very much and good evening. Cheerio. Adios. Bye.